0: Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale. It's and Miguel, Facts Only Recruiting Show, and I'm with Dan the Animal and my man Connor.
1: Connor, how you doing? Good man. How you guys doing? It's, Not a bad day. How
2: it's good to be there? back. It's been a while. It's been it has uh, been. It's good to be back on, on the fly with you guys. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a lot that's happened since then. You had a birthday. You got married. Yeah. Big boy stuff. Yeah, man. Honeymoon's on Friday. So, woo. Where
1: are you going? It's been a busy time. I'm going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, sir. Oh, very mm. good. Very good. White go Whitewater day. rafting you cabin? Yeah. Whitewater rafting in 40 degree weather. Definitely, different <laughs> life choices.
2: Yeah, hey, you know, you just put on, <laughs> uh, put, on white. A, put on a white suit and or a white suit, or put on a white suit or a white <laughs> suit, either one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> white suit sounds right.
2: Yeah, it sounds about. But yeah, it's, sounds too cool. about it's too
0: cold. It's right. too cold for that right now, Dan. Way too cold for
2: that. So, are you just gonna hang out in a cabin? Oh yeah. Okay, very good. We can stop the details there too. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> That's exciting, man. Well, I'm happy. Hey, for congratulations,
0: you. man. Congratulations. I'm happy for you and, and the wife. Um, that's dope. How's Appreciate it feel? It,
1: oh, it feels good, man. It's huh? been good. It's only been a week. So honeymoon feel- stage still in full effect. So you feel washed yet? Oh, I definitely feel washed. There you go. I was <laughs> in, in bed at eight o'clock the other night. So, yeah, <laughs>
2: there
3: you
1: go. you're on your way to greatness, <laughs> man.
2: I love it, man! I love it. Hey, well, let's get into the show. Let's uh, let's pay our bills first, and then we'll get into a big uh, big week ahead. So, uh, this show is sponsored by our friends over at Lemon and Lines, which is a local online design business focused on creating custom work for your business. Rebecca Allison. And her husband, Chris, are uh, multiple Gator grads, uh, specialized in branding, web design, graphic design, and everything in between. Lemon and Lines works one-on-one with clients uh, to handcraft eye-catching websites, logos, brand design, social media graphics, and videos, email templates, print and digital marketing materials, T-shirts, merchandise design, and custom graduation and wedding stationery. Visit them, Lemon and Lines. That's L-E-M-O-N and L I N E S.com or All six, five, five, seven. All right, boys. Couple hires, another person leaving staff today. Got some recruiting changes. Let's, let's talk about recruiting. Uh, let's start with Wes McGriff. He was hired first. Uh, originally, um, or I guess came over from Auburn previously with Ole Miss and a number of other places The thoughts on Wes McGriff, the recruiter, the crime dog. I,
0: I've gotten my taste off on a couple podcasts. So I'm going to let Connor go first. I'll yeah. In. I
1: mean, he's got a pretty solid track record. I mean, the bags were big when he was in, at Ole Miss pulling five stars like Robert Camdiche and Antonio Connor. Um, but I mean, he's been responsible for a few kids recently at Auburn, uh, pulled Amari Harvey this cycle. Uh, from Tallahassee and uh, a couple other four-star kids. Nothing that really wows you around this century uh, because he's got quite the track record as far as coaching. Uh, But I think developmental is the biggest thing. I don't think he's going to be a guy that wows you on a recruiting trail. He's going to be one of those guys that puts a better product on the field. So I'm hoping anyways.
0: Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, you think we uh, upgraded? So he, he's coaching in corners of safety. He's coaching safeties, correct? I think safety. he's coaching safeties. Do you think we upgraded from English at that position? Did we stay
1: the same? I would say, I mean, English had a solid class this year, but before that it was abysmal. So I would say it's hopefully an upgrade.
0: Right. Just knowing how uh, English recruited behind the scenes and 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 knowing how awkward he could be. Sometimes some of the things he tweeted in the past – I think we uh we upgraded at that spot. Uh we'll talk about the other position. Uh, as far as recruiting, I definitely think we upgraded. Uh on the field. I hope he could be better than what we saw at our the position since English been here. You know, it ain't it ain't hard to be better than that. Um, uh, so I think it's wait and see for both of these guys, but on paper, I love the Wesley McGriff hire. Uh it makes a lot of sense what his the production is secondary has gotten. Uh, it's better than some of the other guys we wanted, like T-Rob. T-Rob just a name that we're all so familiar with. I wasn't uh, very in tune with Wes- Wesley McGriff's resume. I had to do some research myself when we hired him. T-Rob just is a guy that has been around Florida for a long time, so we all know the reputation he has as a recruiter. But when you start doing a little bit more research and looking at the nuts and bolts of, of the entire hire on paper, uh, I like the Wesley McGriff hire.
2: Yeah, and he's taking over a pretty solid uh, group of kids that are committed. Um, I think Rivals had Corey Collier finish the cycle as a five-star. He's coming in. Donovan McMillan from Pennsylvania, who I know we are all really high on, former wrestler, uh, state champion wrestler. I know that they're excited about him. Uh, Trying to think of who else kind of off the top of my head here. Regardless, you know, he's coming into a situation where he's inheriting a Dakota Mitchell, where he's inheriting a, a decent room that I think really can only go one direction, you know, train Eden coming back. I think that that helps. It'll be interesting to see. We haven't seen much of him, uh, you know, knock out the uh, the lights on recruiting recently, but when he was at Old Miss, I think he landed uh Kandichi, he landed, um, who was it? Connor as well. Um, Connors. So, you know, I think that he has the ability, um, but I, I think that he is an upgrade overall. I don't think that he's the same recruiter. He was seven, eight years ago, but I definitely think he's an upgrade over uh, Ron English.
1: Yeah, I was looking through. He's actually landed a couple pretty solid safeties in the last couple years. Uh, Pulled a kid out of Texas to go to to Auburn. A kid that I was real high on last cycle, Ladarius Tennyson, uh, from the Rockledge area. He pulled him out of Florida. And then, like I said, pulled Amari Harvey. So he's done some solid stuff recently, just not the five-star caliber guys like Robert Camdiche, Tony Conner, and then Brandon Harris that he pulled in Miami so long ago.
0: Yeah, he's had a solid track record regardless mm-hmm. of the stop he's been at. I think he's never rec- uh, recruited poorly. He's recruited, recruited good to great. Uh, wherever he was at, it was never uh, average or mediocre. So um, I think uh, like ultimately recruiting starts at the top. So uh, can he bring in a little bit more spice? Yeah, but it's all going to come down to uh, Dan Mullen prioritizing this. Uh, let's speculate a little bit. Which area do you think he covers?
2: Uh, I, I would imagine. Um, I don't know. I would imagine we'll get into his name here in a second. Jules Montanar or Montaner, uh, will probably take, you know, part of that, that Lakeland, uh, Tampa area that is being vacated, uh, by, uh, Torin gray leaving just cause he is familiar ish with that area of uh, being from USF. Um, but as far as I know and his, his sources are telling me uh, that they are still working through all of that uh, right now, especially with Brian Johnson uh, leaving. So um, he's been able to recruit Texas. He's been able to recruit in Alabama. He's been able to recruit in Florida. I think he's a guy that you probably put just about anywhere um, that that they need help in.
1: Yeah, purely speculation. I think they give him South Florida uh, right. With Brian Johnson leaving. leaving, he was the South, for- South Florida guy. I think they right. give McGriff South Florida because he has ties to South Florida from being at Miami before. And then, obviously, I think he's going to recruit, like, the Alabama, maybe North Georgia area because he's right. been there for right. a while as well.
0: He's originally – he's from that area, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think he's from Georgia, Alabama area. He's from Tifton, Georgia, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. I think Brian Johnson leaving, unless we hire an offensive coordinator or a quarterback coach that has some Miami ties or just can recruit, because I don't think Brian Johnson had any, uh, any soft Florida ties. He just can recruit. Right. Um, So it just depends on the hire of that. But right now, I, I think that's going to be his area. And that kind of gives Dan a little bit more flexibility with uh not worrying about trying to find a day guy or anything like that. I don't think he would anyway. He don't cares about recruiting enough to <laughs> – to give that some thought.
2: <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, let's let's move on uh, to Jules Montaner then. You know, he was announced uh, that he's coming on board as the cornerbacks coach uh, last season with uh, with University of South Florida. A uh, year before that, he was quality control with Georgia, spent some time in Alabama, spent some time in Eastern Kentucky and a few other schools, Texas State. Uh, had a couple of Sunbelt uh, recruiting or had a Sunbelt recruiter title um, the recruiter of the year title under his belt, uh, comes in younger guy. I think he's about 32, 33 years old. Um, not a ton of D one experience, uh, or FBS experience, but, uh, he's known as a, a dynamic recruiter originally from, I believe the Naples area, uh, and has kind of traveled all around. So where do you guys see him? Do you see him sliding into that, that touring great Lakeland, Tampa area, or, or what are your expectations out of him?
0: Uh, let's go to expectations first. Well, how do you like well, – I just want to attack this from a recruiting standpoint because we got to talk about the, right. the hire and everything on Stady Miguel, of course. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, he got a lot of things that you would like uh, as far as his youth. I yeah. wanted somebody not on Dan Mullen's coaching tree, uh, just just a fresh face. I wouldn't mind if it was somebody like Rat. We, talk, we all talk about that possibility in the group chats. I wouldn't mind if it was somebody like Rat, but if not, Give me some young face. That's that's not a part of this tree. Uh, the kid he has Florida ties. Uh, he's recruited well in the Sun Belt. I think selling translates. If you could be recruited a year in the in the Sun Belt, I think that translates to any other conference. I think sellers just sell. Um, so on paper. Did we talked. We haven't talked to Jules Hire yet, did we?
2: No, I mean, we did, we? we did a little bit. I mean, we all kind of agreed that we we don't really know what we're getting right. And, and right, okay, so we talked about. It. I don't want. I don't. I do You know, Texas Texas State. Uh, you know, quality control guy learned under Nick Saban, learned under uh, Kirby Smart. Um, obviously, uh, Scott, the the head coach at um, at Clemson or pardon me at usf previously at clemson is a well-regarded guy obviously he thought jules montaner was a a well-regarded guy was the recruiting coordinator um you know he's a young you know african-american that i think will will resonate uh you know with kids
1: yeah i agree with all the points you guys hit on like you said he was the recruiting coordinator at usf this last year they went from outside the top 100 to, I think, the number 53 class in the country or something like that How last year. How is USF
2: out of the top 100 when it comes to recruiting? It's a
1: great question. But uh, <laughs> with Jeff Scott getting there, Jules Montenard becoming the recruiting coordinator, they jumped about 40 to 50 spots uh, on a 1-8 season. So, I mean, right. it's, not all, it's not all him, obviously, but there's stuff there that you like to see. Like you said, the Bama track record being there as a G.A., working under Kirby as a quality control guy. Um, he's a young guy, Florida ties. Like you said, Sunbelt recruiter of the year, whatever it was. Yeah, like It's a good progression. If, if, like, yeah, If you, work if, that, if, if you, if you can on sell, yeah, you can you sell a kid to come to Texas state, I think you can sell a kid to come to the University of Florida. Right. So you got a track
0: record of, of being at Georgia, then going to Alabama, being around two good recruiting staffs in your first one of your gigs on the, on, on the field. You get recruit of the other conference. So right. like a lot of things is making sense. You get me? Yeah. Uh, so I think selling just translates. It's I think that's that part of it's gonna translate other things as far as like uh other staffs being at a negative recruit, his and he's uh, a young and he's a
1: young guy that's relatively unproven. And you've got somebody that want, I think he's one of those guys that wants to make a name for himself. So he's gonna bust his butt on a recruiting trail, try to make a name for himself at his first big time on field coaching position. So I, I, like you said, it's a kind of a wait and see approach. We don't really know what to expect from him, but I like the potential that's there.
2: Right, you know, yeah,
0: there's a, a negative sale that we we also got to hop on because any other staff could also sell. Uh, this guy hasn't recruited anybody. Torian Gray biggest sell, and English biggest sale was the resumes and the guys they put in the NFL. So we right, got to look yeah. at the other side of that coin. Uh, other programs could negative recruit us at, at, at the cornerback spot right now.
2: Yeah, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be throwing a bunch of talent really quickly. You know, uh, Jaden Hill, Kyer Elam. Uh, obviously, you bring Jason Marshall in. You you bring in a, a slew of folks, and you know, on the on the team already, you know, that are highly highly regarded guys. Pardon me. Uh, that you you should be able to see what you're able to produce. You know, if you continue to advance Kyer Elam's you know skill set, and you know you advance you know Jaden Hill, and you you know, put Jason Marshall in a, a decent position, all of a sudden you go from a guy that's nobody ever heard of to, you know, a guy that helped, you know, mold a first round draft pick. Now you can say that Kyrie might've already been on that track before, but you know, we see these guys throwing around accomplishments for things that they did or didn't do all the time. So, right. Like you get a guy in the first round, resume is your resume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, so I, I trust, um, you know, the, the, higher, uh, I, I don't know a ton about him, but we talked about this on Stadium. go There's a lot of coaches that I know nothing about, right? I mean, I knew Wesley McGriff's name. Um, I knew about his reputation, but I didn't know a ton about him as a person. I don't know a ton about most of these guys. Um, you know, unless you've been around for 30, you know, 25, 30 years and, and been a coordinator or head coach, there's not a likelihood that I've heard your name. So the opportunity for guys like Jules to, to come in, I mean, I think that, you know, it's a natural progression for him. Um, you know, I don't think that T Rob would have been significantly better. I think that you get a guy in Jules that'll probably stick around a little bit longer. You know, have some continuity at that position. You
0: no, know Dan loves that continuity.
2: He does. He does. This Dan loves continuity too. But um, you know, we talked a little bit about in saying Gail, but connor, obviously you're close to recruiting as well, is you know being able to be a sunbelt recruiter of the year or to recruit you know to a school like USF is a very challenging proposition because you're trying to convince kids that you know or that borderline you know maybe power 5 guys that you're trying to sell hey instead of being 4th 5th 6th on the depth chart over there come be number 1 over here and that's a that's a challenging you know position to try to sell cuz you know, all of the lights and all of the glamour of, you know, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, Clemson, et cetera. That is a very bright light and very intriguing spot, you know, but being able to sell the opportunity to come in and, and start right away. And, you know, is, is a different set. And that, you know, if you can recruit at that level, I think that you can recruit in the SEC. I
0: agree. Cool. we we'll are wait and see mode because, uh, we got, well, we got more news and updates. You can talk about yeah. we will go down the list. So
2: yeah, we got we got one more uh, staff uh, announcement. Brian Johnson, quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, um, has announced that. Well, it has been announced that he's leaving to go join the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL as their quarterbacks coach, uh, leaving Florida with a gaping hole uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Brian Johnson was widely considered Florida's, you know, most recognized up and coming coach. Uh, widely considered Florida's probably best recruiter um you know and might have even been considered Florida's best coach overall so with that being said Florida does have a gap <laughs> um you know that that his gaping there now we all agree that you know this is Dan Mullen's offense he shouldn't have a problem you know maintaining um some success there but what are your guys thoughts on on him leaving purely from a recruiting standpoint
0: our recruiting standpoint I think he was the best uh recruiter on our staff um uh, he's just a young guy, a young, a young, a bright offensive mind. He dealt with the quarterbacks, cool guy. Uh, a lot of those demeanors are hard to come by. He's not a loud guy that won all the pats on the back, but just a guy that pulls up into the office, get his job done quietly, and do what he got to do. So it's it's a it's a big miss. We all been saying and singing our praise of Brian Johnson, uh, the type of work he's been doing, the type of recruit he is, coordinator he is. So this was expected. He's been getting interviews. People have been giving him a call. You're like Dan Mullen put him in position to, to get these type of jobs. So uh, from a recruiting standpoint, I think we, we're, we're missing somebody that's going to be big shoes to fill, whoever they bring in.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, we Like Corey said, we all kind of expected him to be gone within the next year. So we thought we kind of dodged a bullet when the right. smaller – schools didn't hire him as a head coach, so for him to leave as the quarterbacks coach of the Philadelphia Eagles was kind of surprising, uh, leaving that hole in South Florida, but also, like Corey said, the biggest probably the best recruiter on staff, kind of walking away, so somebody's going to have to step up, we don't know if it's going to be able to be Jules or Wes, but somebody's going to have to fill that hole, uh, I don't think Dan's going to go out and try to get a recruiting juggernaut at the quarterbacks coach, uh, I think he's Dan's offense is Dan's offense. He's going to get somebody, probably that he knows, to come in, develop the quarterbacks the way he likes it. And the new guys or the guys that are still on staff are going to have to step up and pick up that slack that Brian Johnson's leaving behind on the trail.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I'm know. be honest.
1: Who, whoever gets Day County,
0: like if it's Wesley McGriff that goes to Day County, he's probably going to be our best recruiter in, in on the on the staff. Right? Just from the standpoint of our support staff down there and like it's just yeah. been working out that way I don't think it was just Brian Johnson I think we did well with the staff before uh as well in South Florida we get hit, hitting some of those guys man so
2: uh, I, I think that the, the position is an enticing one you know we talked you know about you know working for Todd yeah. Grantham on the defensive side of the ball is that attractive and you know did Florida potentially lose some people you know I don't think I got
0: a take on that too because we yeah. I don't think it's it's attractiveness was a problem with that job i think letting go some control and, and bringing outsiders in was a problem with bringing somebody in for our defensive hires
2: right no i agree it I agree. was a, it was
0: attractive to t-rod anybody want people want to come put this logo on you know like they know with being a florida assistant that, that how can level your career up. Mm-hmm. i just think it's the unwillingness of 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 and stubbornness from from um Grantham's them side more than anything
2: and it, and, it, and it very well could be, um, you know. I'm I'm curious to see how this position to to work under Dan Mullen is is received. I would imagine very well. Um, you know, I'd be curious to see if he goes back to somebody he's already worked with, somebody he knows, somebody that maybe played right. under him, or if he goes with a unique name. You know, so before we start, you mentioned Tom Herman's He's run out, he out of
0: people. He's run out of people he worked with. That's how we got uh. Jewels. Well,
2: right. Well, I mean, when you when you don't really have much turnover you know, ever, you're, you're kind of stuck with, with who's in your tree. So, you know, I'd like to see, you know, an an aggressive, you know, young, you know, up and comer name, you know, whenever you have people, you know, that move on to the NFL, that's a, you know, potentially an upgrade for them. And, you know, I think that Brian Johnson's probably going to be a guy that you hear a lot from over the next few years. Let's, let's talk a little bit about national signing day and 2022 a little bit. But before we do that, let's give a shout out. Uh, if you're looking to buy a new home or sell your home, uh, maybe a piece of commercial property you're looking to uh, to get rid of or you're looking to acquire, give to Net Thompson with Central Property Realty, a call at 954-341-9089. She has over 30 years of experience in real estate, is based down in South Florida, is a proud gator, and University of Florida alumnus. So give her a call at 954-383-9194 or visit centralpropertiesrealty.com. Again, 954-341-9089. National Signing Day is coming up next Wednesday. Uh, this is about as um, uninterested in National Signing Day as there probably ever has been. Um, anybody that we need to look forward to next week, Connor, besides Terry and Arnold,
1: No, that's the only name that really Florida's recruiting. Uh, That's a high school recruit, and I don't expect him to pick Florida, so it should be a pretty uneventful day for the Gators on Wednesday. Where
2: where do you have him going?
1: I think he ends up at Alabama, adding to the already best recruiting class in history. Wow. Well, neat. (laughs) So, any other thoughts? Uh,
0: thoughts on what again? I'm sorry, I was reading. Just, I was reading 2020, 2021 class, over. yeah.
2: No, I got you. Oh, I was, 21,
0: 2021 class, yeah. I mean, another letdown, you know, one for the books. You know, we get all hyped up, hoping we could do some things and, and, and something would change when we had these historic seasons of offense. And and you know, we went in 10 games, getting to Atlanta. Uh, what we're we finishing at is unacceptable. I gotta make some changes if they want to compete with the big dogs. There's no defined the odds of recruiting. You need top classes, top five classes to compete for national championships. Sorry. So I'm disappointed.
2: So I am texting about the message that you put in our chat about that guy that is currently on staff. And the response that I got was yes. So it looks like there might be a hiring to this position uh, very, very soon um, as far as we know. So you will be hearing that uh, probably shortly you know, Florida's finishing, uh, somewhere in the 11, 12, 13 spot. I don't think that that's acceptable, uh, you know, for how successful Florida has been, um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they've been able to develop, put people in the league. Uh, you, you can't win a national championship consistently being ranked 10, 11th, 12th, 13th. Uh, so definitely want to see an improvement there. Um, and we also can't continuously lose people to Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and South Carolina or not South Carolina. Um, uh, into South Florida uh, as often as we are. So we're definitely not losing anybody in South Carolina.
1: Definitely.
2: No, nah,
0: I was just reading up on that. Yeah. A little information Connor gave me, but yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad. You know, um, anywho. Yeah. Hmm. This, this year was a letdown. What, what else we want to talk about? We had some five stars, uh, b- bumped up, right? What was the updates on that? Two, four, seven, made some updates.
2: Uh, they gave Jason Marshall five-star, and Connor um, and his folks at Rivals gave Corey Collier a five-star. or finished well, this So we got two five-stars.
1: Yeah, whatever. We got two. However I mean, you want to shake it up. Shout out to Rivals. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Corey Collier remained a five-star. So a lot of people thought he was going to drop down outside that range, but he was actually the last five-star rated in the Rivals 250. What do you think? He comes in and play right away? I think there's an opportunity for him to do so. Uh, I mean, safety room's been lackluster. He's on campus right now, going through weight training, going through all the strength and conditioning programs. So if new he puts on a little bit of weight, you know, I think he's yeah, good.
0: yeah, you never know. New new DB coach back there, get a fresh look at mm-hmm. these boys. Everybody got a a fresh start, you know. Compete for the job. I like I like I like Marshall and Carrier to come in and get some some playing time
1: early, man. Um, I do too, especially yeah. with both of them being on campus right now.
2: Yeah, I think right. Jason Marshall gets a ton of playing time.
1: Donovan McMillan's on campus right now too, so you never know with him as well.
2: Yep. Right, yeah, I think, yeah uh, Connor, we talked about this on the show the other day. Do you think Jason Marshall starts next season at all?
1: I think he can. I no, don't no, think he no, 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 no. We don't
2: do cans on this no. show. We yeah, do yeah, yeah. either yeah. will or won't. We put our opinions out there and we get roasted when we're wrong.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, I think he does start at some point during the season. I don't think it's week one. Uh, but I do think he'll be the starter opposite Kyrie Elam at some point.
2: Very good. Very good. All right, so let's get into our final part of the show. Uh, Silk wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the 2022 quarterbacks next season. Uh, there are probably five names that everybody um, will have heard of or will not learn the names of. Nico Markial, is that how you pronounce it, Connor? I believe so. Yeah, we don't really need to worry about it too much. He's a guy that was recently on campus uh, from Arizona, Gilbert, Arizona, I believe, or Chandler, Arizona, go to Gilbert High School, whatever the case may be. He is on campus uh, or was on campus. It looks like he's going to probably end up going to Florida State. I don't think Florida uh, wanted to take a commitment, even if he was ready uh, to do so. So let's talk about the four other names. uh, Connor Wegman, MJ Morris, Cade Klubnick, and Ja'Curry Brown. Silk, I know who your favorite is. Uh, So we'll get you here. Connor, uh, talk to break down a a couple of those names for us.
1: Connor Wegman's a quarterback from Texas, uh, plays both football and baseball and is looking to do so at the next level. One of the top baseball prospects in the country as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of that kid. I think I would have him number one on my board if I was putting together a quarterback board. Very good athlete, good arm talent. Uh, but I don't think he leaves the state of Texas. I think the most realistic option on the board would be outside of Ja'Curie Brown would probably be MJ Morris. MJ Morris is a kid from Georgia. Uh, had a really good relationship with Brian Johnson and Dan Mullen, but now that Brian Johnson's gone, we'll see how that throws a wrench into the system. Uh, I liken him to a Deshaun Watson coming out of high school, maybe a little bit smaller than Deshaun was, but he's got the the natural arm talent ball just jumps off his hands. And uh, I'm a big fan of that kid, a uh, kid that Dan Mullen just recently offered. I think earlier this week or end of last week is Cade Klubnik. I hope I didn't butcher that kid's name. Um, he is, I believe, a Texas A&M legacy out of Texas as well. Another very talented kid, really good arm strength, athletic ability. Uh, you see that now that Dan Mullen's gotten to be able to recruit his guys, He's taking guys that have the ability to, mm-hmm. to make, make plays with their legs, not just, just runners, uh, but guys that can extend plays and make plays with their legs when they need to, but pass first guys. And then I'll let Corey break down his favorite guy. I don't break him down. I
0: think I've uh tooted his horn enough. I like Ja'Curray Brown a lot. Um, developmental guy. I don't think a lot of the guys Dan bring in is going to be too polished. They all look like they need um, some work mechanic-wise and whatnot, but I think he's a really good athlete, strong arm, big, strong kick, can fill out that frame and be able to run the ball uh, and do some things. But, I, I mean, Dan's shown that also he's going to get a pocket pass as well, and we got the kid in the guy from last cycle. I don't think they'll go two quarterbacks this cycle. So uh, you got the developmental guy and you got your um, – I think one in this class. I don't know if it's going to be Jacurry Brown, but that's the guy I like who's I
1: your think Jacuri Brown has the highest ceiling of anybody mm-hmm. in that's on the board. And he's wrong. with the with the quarterback room being the way it is, I don't think he touches the field till year three anyways. Right. So it, it's one of those situations where if you take a guy like that, you're stoked that you have a super athlete. Uh, and he's got the ability to sit down uh, behind guys like Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, uh Carlos Del Rio, Jalen Kitna, whoever takes over that job over the next few years and can develop under Dan Mullen. Uh, My favorite guy, though, is... is, is, It's kind of a toss-up between MJ Morris and Connor Wegman.
2: I think I like Connor Wegman the most. Uh, I think that he's in terms of competition that he plays against in terms of just his overall mechanics and everything else are strong. Uh, like you guys mentioned, I don't think Florida is ever going to take the most polished guy. Uh, I mean, it would be cool to get a guy that was like relatively polished and then could like be enhanced, but you know, it's a different subject for a different time. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think that there's a lot of good opportunities. Florida is not in a desperate need to get, you know, multiple quarterbacks or anything else. I think that Dan Mullen will get the guy uh, that he feels like fits his system the most. And I think any of those first four names, Connor Wegman, MJ Morris, Cade Klubnick, or Ja'Curry Brown could all do well uh, at Florida. Um, Do I, do I see any of them as world beaters? No, Um, but I see all of them as good solid players and and hopefully Florida is able to grab one and they should be able to uh, after what Dan was able to do with, uh, you know, Tim Tebow, Dak Prescott, um, what was the other kid's name from uh, Mississippi state and then Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald. And then obviously with Kyle Trask and Felipe Frank. So
0: yeah, man, I'm, in, I'm in on that hire. Yeah. I'm okay on it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So when it comes out, when, um, the QB coach gets announced, uh, it looks like it's going to be an internal promotion. It's my understanding that that person is going to just be the quarterback coach, um, not necessarily promoted into the offensive coordinator role that is being vacated by Brian Johnson. Uh, I am uh, not a hundred percent sold. Um, I'm not even fifty percent sold. Um, it seems quick and and lazy, but but what do I know? Right. Uh, former head coach at uh, UAB, uh, offensive coordinator at Northwestern, uh, has some experience, but again, I, I do think that there are some better names out there, but.
0: He has better stuff on his resume than that. Don't don't cut him down that short. I mean, what? he's been an associated head coach and well, you know, um, I said OCR's no, he was a head OCR's coach Fox. at
2: UAB. He was a you know assistant head coach at uh, Louisville, offensive coordinator, at Illinois, was an analyst at Missouri, wide receiver right, coach in Missouri. Right. Um, but it but I, it seems fallen off over the last six years.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if it's a peak. <laughs> <laughs> I see he's gotten some jobs. He's had some uh, years where he went, I think, uh 10 and 3, went to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, yeah. He was offense going in for the Arkansas at the time, 2011 or something like that. Just, yep. just kind of doing a little flashback. So he had some moments where he had some good offenses and did some good things, but um, got the UAB job. Don't look like he was ready for it. Uh, got fired. Uh, he was an analyst at Missouri. Uh, then on the field the next year. He's an analyst here and be on the field the next year. So it's kind of be a seesaw of stuff like that. I just don't know. Like, how does he fit into what the hell we got going on?
2: <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, he's a guy that six years ago when he was 40 uh, got uh, the head coaching job at UAB. Um, right. Seemed to have a pretty quick rise from some school called Langston then to Northern Iowa. Then he was quality control coach with uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars. Then Toledo, UNLV, Northwestern becomes offense coordinator there, QB coach at Arkansas uh, back when uh, they were uh, doing well in the SEC. Uh, OC QB coach there again and then UAB and then ever since then was at Louisville for two years Illinois for two years Missouri Missouri Florida I don't know yeah so
0: he's going to be polishing the quarterback Former QB. yeah yeah he's a quarterback coach Dan's calling the plays. yeah that's one thing know. we know like I mean we thought I, I thought Dan had his fingerprints on the plays you see the Brian Johnson, with all the past and the big 12 stuff uh, I think a lot of that concept was from him but yeah, Dan's just calling the plays. And it's perfect timing because we just, We need to run the ball next year. We got Emory and, and, and a run game to get out there, man. So that's just all that means to me. I don't think – I don't know what this means to recruiting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't
0: know what type of recruiting um, this guy is.
2: Yeah, I don't even know if uh, I'd have to go back and, and really <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. I, we're and about to see so many ripples. From when is this that, coming right? out? When is this coming
2: out? It's coming out tomorrow morning. Oh, so, yeah. We're
0: going to, like, shit about to be crazy in the morning.
2: Yeah, the internet's already on
0: fire,
1: so Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all over the timeline. So Oh, there you go. All
2: right. So the name of the We'll, that we're we'll talking just about, we'll
1: see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll sure. we'll see.
2: We'll see what we're talking about. Outside of that, you boys have any other final thoughts uh before we uh before we shut down. I'm good, man. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll put another one of these out uh, in the next week or two, uh, just going over everything and where Ford is out. We'll break down. You know, some of the other position groups that Ford going to be going after the uh, dead period was extended uh, into the middle of April. There's no on-campus visits or anything like that. It looks like the NCAA might change their rule and allow for a quiet period uh, instead of a completely dead period. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what that means uh, after they make that announcement. But outside of that, that's right.
0: Facts only. Stadium Miguel, same corner, same time.
2: Same corner, same time. I learned that one the other day.
1: Dan finally said it right. Wow. <laughs> wow. Facts.
2: <Yeah. laughs> Facts only. We'll see you guys.
3: Sometimes